This episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing, based in Monavale and Sydney's Northern Beaches. They're one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery? Got one in Monavale and one up in Newcastle. Get amongst it and have a cracking Modus Ale. Well, tonight's episode 50. Uh, 50 episodes for Shootcast now, which we're delighted uh, to announce and stoked to have got to the half ton. Joining me on the show tonight, as always, Mark Cashman from Rugby News and Andrew Swain from Stan Sport, host of Clubland. Talking plenty of the action from the competition last weekend, some very interesting results and plenty happening in Super Rugby. Can't wait to get into this one. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our Round 7 review. Joining me on the line is Mark Cashman from Rugby News and Andrew Swain from Stan Sport. Casho, this is episode 50, mate, uh, the half tonne. So uh, thanks for jumping on, on board. Mate, uh, always, always a pleasure. And uh, when you hit these milestones, it's always good. I think we should celebrate, Burjo. I think so. We're waiting for that man, Andrew Swain, to uh, head <laughs> south and uh, join us for, for an evening on the town. Who knows where we may go, but uh, maybe we'll see you down here soon, Swainy. A hundred percent. We'll raise the bat uh, in, uh, you know, the three of us and, uh, and raise a glass too. I reckon that sounds good. Watch the prawns. Yeah, <laughs> I, reckon that's a, I reckon that's a highlight out of the fifty episodes, wouldn't you say? Oh uh, well, yeah, we could tempt our fate at the Skiff Club again, but you know, uh, <laughs> we'll see how we go. Swaney, talk me through Super Rugby, mate. Um, we had a, a very interesting round last week after a very successful round the week before for the Australian sides. A little bit of reality check, but still, I think the margin between the sides were were a lot closer in some games. Um, Obviously, the big game in our sort of uh, crosshairs was the Waratahs game against the Hurricanes, which uh, was really tight. Uh, but, yeah, what are some of the observations from from the round just gone? Yeah, I, I would tend to agree that, you know, it's certainly the margins and the, and the um, you know, it's, it's certainly a lot tighter, the competition, than we have had in previous years. Um, yeah, I think the bounce-back factor from the Kiwi sides was, was always going to happen at some point. We yep. can't expect to be winning every game every week, uh, this side of the ditch. Um, but, you know, I think there's certainly some um, some optimism and some positive performances from the Aussie teams. Again, I, you know, I don't think the Brumbies played their best rugby on Friday night and they'd be the first to admit that against the yep. Crusaders. Uh, the, the Tars and Hurricanes game, I mean, first of all, the crowd was incredible, so good. Um, and then... You know, they were treated to some great rugby as well. Um, you know, I think that the Tars would be disappointed they didn't come away with that. Uh, a couple mm. of brain explosions at the back end, I think. Um, yeah, they looked a little deflated, didn't they? It sort of sucked a lot of energy. I think that was the one they were really aiming up for. But um, interesting, I was watching a game with a mate and he sort of thought it looked like the Waratahs struggled to go toe-to-toe fitness-wise. A lot of guys getting cramp. And then sure enough... Uh, Reading the Sunday papers, Darren Coleman seemed to to pretty much concede fitness levels uh, were a bit of a concern, Kasha. Yeah, yeah, there are uh, you know, a lot of guys cramping up. Obviously, the uh, the way the pitch was wouldn't would have helped things. You know, mm. another ten or fifteen minutes of uh, Angus Bell on there at at full uh, full charge obviously would have helped. Um, but you know, some positive things there. Jed Holloway continues to impress. 
and really liked uh, the number eight, uh, Roboni Warren Vosiaco. He, mm. you know, I thought he had a he had a superb game. He, great, uh, a great asset to this Waratahs squad. What's the backstory there, Swanee, about this bloke? I don't know much about him at all. Yeah, Rob Bonnie, he he's uh, so he used to play. Um, I'm pretty sure for Southern Districts back in the day, and then went over to Japan and got a contract over there. Was playing for the Sunwolves, um, and uh, he he was really close to being captain. In fact, he was named in the Japan World Cup squad a couple of years ago. And yeah. then there was some sort of eligibility criteria that he didn't meet and at the 11th hour didn't get capped for Japan and has come back to Australia. And I do see him one of these days, I reckon, there probably needs to be a few injuries and what have you, but one of these days being included in a Wallaby squad because he's got proper X factor about him. Uh, you know, there's we've got some great back rowers in this country, but he's one who can provide it a little bit of a point of difference, I reckon. Yeah, he got a bit of the Billy Vunny Polars about him, a bit bit of bulk, uh, which would be which would be very and handy. He actually played in the centres as well up in Japan. Go. He got he got named one week for the Sunwolves at number eight in the back row, and then the next week got named at twelve. So he's got a bit of versatility about him. Mm, that's interesting. The, the other thing that impressed me, boys, about the Tars was how well that uh, Archer Holtz has uh, sort of come on. And oh, yeah. top, you know, listen, it's, it's as we all know, it's the most important position on the field. Uh, and, listen, for, for, for the first 40 or so minutes, he, he did an absolutely superb job. For, for, for a kid who's in his probably third or fourth start, listen, he's done, done really well. Let's, uh, let's hope the, uh, the journey continues in a positive manner. Yeah, a lot of guys impressing. Um this year, which is great to see. The Tars seem to be on the up, and they've got another uh, big home game this weekend. Kasha, how was the atmosphere at Leichhardt? Uh, well, it looked great on the television. Oh, I thought you uh, went, mate. Uh, it was, uh, well, uh, you know, I, I, I'd expended enough emotions that the uh, chats were over with with Norse coming from 21-0 down to win 22-21 that I, that I decided to to head home from uh, from Chatswood and uh, and go from there. So uh, anyway, that's that's the way it was. It uh, was great television viewing. Had a nana nap. Yeah, it looked uh, looked sensational. Um, I'm going to try get out there this weekend myself because uh, it's a great vibe and um, it's great to see all the punters coming back. Uh, big news last week also with the uh, announcement of the Rugby World Cup for Australia 2027. Uh, for the men's and 2029 uh, for the women. Um, some really fantastic news for, for the game, Swaney. Yeah, I think that was probably the most significant day in Australian rugby since probably that 2003 World Cup final. It was such yep. a monumental moment. I know that we knew that it was probably coming, but you just don't know with World Rugby, do you? At the 11th hour, things can change very quickly, uh, particularly when dollar signs are being flashed around so uh, I think it was just nice for everyone to finally get that confirmation that the World Cup is coming here in 27 and 29 and uh, I yeah I, I was, it was such a proud uh, moment and there was so much pride around the game of rugby around that day as well I would have thought um, yeah. I went into town here in Brizzy and um, went and went to the you know the live site where they had 
people celebrating and what have you, kids kicking footies through posts and things like that. And it was just uh, just a great vibe. So I yeah, what a what a great moment. And now comes the you know this is the real acid test. Now we can't stuff it up. We've got to get this right now. That's the thing. One one of the things that concerned me in the wake of it all was was there was talk of. Uh, Doing the old let's raid NRL stars to uh, to star in our rugby world cup, and I think Paul uh, Paul Cully, uh, writing for the Sydney Morning Herald, said, "Just hold your horses here. What the Wallabies need isn't a isn't a fast stepping winger or a fullback. They need a they need a tight end prop, a second rower, and another tight end prop. So uh, some some sage advice there, I think, and I think we're just going to." Go into these things uh, with our with our eyes wide open. Cash, I was reading your uh, whispers this week. Um, you've got a little rumor on Shoot Shield Grand Final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's a bit of speculation about that that Wallabies game against South Africa on September three. Mm. The uh, the city of origin hasn't been announced yet, but there uh, there is a, there is a bit of talk around that. Uh, Sydney's the the uh, the preferred venue, and perhaps even the uh, the, the brand new uh, stadium there at uh, in, uh, in in Moore Park. So uh, mm. obviously the Shoot Shield's not too keen on that. Uh, mm. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let, let's hope they figure something out where uh, where you know the the two things, and you know they're important pillars of of of, of, of the game here in Sydney. Uh, you know, gets a gets gets its time in 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 the sunshine. Yeah, I, we've had a couple of um, Blitters like Cup games in the past. Uh, I think when we've had Grand Finals at Concord Oval, and you know, I don't know if it was that or or not, or or just Concord maybe hadn't run its past its due date, but the crowds weren't anything like we'd probably had in those years at North Sydney Oval. So hopefully, we can ride uh, arrive at a uh, a time and spot that suits everyone. Um, one of the interesting things before we move on, Burjo, is, is the fact that Concord Oval looks uh, very close to completion. And uh, I saw some pictures today of it, and it uh, it doesn't look too bad, actually. Yeah, I saw that's, some uh, pictures That's going to be another well. venue out there in the west, so that's great. Yeah, oh, cool. I, saw, I saw the pictures as well, Cash. So it looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's obviously, up, you know, there's a high performance set of there, so uh, a good base for Joe Barracat and West Harbour and uh, whoever else is going to going to uh, pull up digs there. Oh, I'll go back to Concord uh, for a grand final, so maybe uh, that will be one of the venues uh, in the mix. We'll move on uh, to the Shoot Shield, another cracking round of club rugby. Uh, a guy that you will know, Cashio, and a guy I know well, an old sparring partner from Northern Suburbs, uh, David Bond, who's uh, very active on Twitter, at Dr David Bond, a former Norse uh, uh, outside back and played many, many great games. He's a bit of a numbers man and he's been running his eye over how tight this competition is. Each week he's been doing the analysis of the mean points differential per match across the whole competition this year. The current points differential per match is 11 points, point, 11.21, which is lower than anything since, uh, oh, you have to go back over 10 years. So it just shows you how tight this uh, season's been, Kasha. Yeah, yeah, very much so. You, you you sort of look at that, uh, you know, the the competition table, and it's uh, it's as tight as really, isn't it? You know, there's uh, there's a win between probably uh, first and eighth in the in the in, uh, in 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 that particular competition. So uh, it just says something about uh, the, the the way things are at the moment. 
I'm not sure what's going to happen once Super Rugby finishes and some of those guys start to filter back after mm. their uh, after their holiday period. But we'll uh, we'll see what uh, what what happens from there. Yeah, no one's really breaking away. It's funny, you know, in seasons gone when maybe your sides had a slip up, you'll always get a a raised eyebrow or a or a what's happened type remark uh, from a from somebody in another club. Um, but that's just not the case this year, Swaney. No, absolutely not. Six points separating first to sixth. Um, I'll tell you what, how good are rugby nerds? Like, I'm one of them. And <laughs> someone like Dr. Dave, and I say that with all due respect to Dr. David Bond. <laughs> uh, Bondy's a nerd. Yeah, it's great. How good are rugby <laughs> nerds? I love them. So, yeah, the fact that he's managed to go back and crunch the numbers like that is brilliant. Uh, he's got analysis on all the previous seasons too. So it's a love good it. tool. But, um, look, it's great for rugby that it's just so tight. We'll get into the action. Uh, we'll head out to Alara Oval where it was a fantastic and very festive atmosphere there um, to watch the Beasties take on the students. A really lively start in this game. Uh, Teddy Wilson's looking really, really sharp for the Beasties. But at the end of the day, University did come home. Uni 21, East 15. Um, it, was a, it was a really high-quality match. I thought some fantastic tries. Nothing in it, as has been the trend for the competition. But... Um, yeah, I guess East will be disappointed uh, where they are on the ladder, Kasha, but they, they've been in everybody game, haven't they? Yeah, it was their ladies' day down there too, so uh, there would have been a pretty good crowd there. I haven't yep. actually seen the highlights of it, but uh, Winter Wonderland was the theme, so, uh, mm. yeah, it uh, it was obviously a, a, a big day out there. But, uh, you know, uni uni just know how to, how to manufacture these sort of games, so uh, uh, that's, that's the way it sort of turned out. What about mm. the end of the game, uh, guys? Did the, I don't know if you, you saw it, but East were hammering away. No, I did. Yeah. And uh, Uni really were really just hanging on by the skin of their teeth, really, in the end. And, um, you know, the, the likes of Teddy Wilson, Luke Glenn was injecting himself. Um, Look at the shot Jack- on Luke Glenn at uh, half time there, uh, Swain. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. By yeah. I think it was Gibbs from Uni, but yeah. um, good old Dylan Sig, uh, former Marlins back row, played plenty first grade. Said I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you actually heard it on the because it did look it? like most shots you've seen this year. You'd be like, oh, I'm gonna stop this yellow car. <laughs> See, you can hear Dylan just go, I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah, you hear him in the background. Don't you? It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> but you're right. Like Teddy Wilson just seems to be in everything at the moment, doesn't he? Mm. He's a tough yeah, he little is. bugger. He's yeah. a tough little bugger, and he he. He's constantly giving them front football, getting front football from his forwards to start with, and then getting them on the front foot himself. Um, it's so a tall yeah. halfback, which is which I like. Um, yeah, good yeah. support player, great athlete. Um, well, unfortunately, he, it was his uh, it was his little pass. He just couldn't quite get it into the hands of someone else at the end. That yeah, uh, and they coughed it up, and that was the end of the game. And Uni celebrated like they won the grand final. It was. Uh, it was good to it was good to well, watch. It was a great ending, and actually, there was a couple of those through the competition on the weekend. Yeah, there's a good rivalry between those two, so no wonder the students were celebrating hard. Um, and you're right, uni just sticking to what they do best. It's the uni scrum and mall job. Tom Horton with a hat trick, uh, which is ominous. The thing is, if uni keep to that sort of blueprint, when they potentially get some of their players back from Super. Um, they're likely, I mean, Harry Johnson Holmes, I think he's out for the year. Whether they get Paddy Ryan back, the new recruit to the Waratahs, you know, if, you know, the last few seasons has been, you know, scrum penalty, line out, driving more try, Kasha. It's hard to stop when it gets going. 
Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's a couple of guys there that'll uh, that'll sort of add add to their stocks and and probably add to the size of their pack, which makes them uh, even even more formidable. And and just playing that style of footy, kick to the corners, uh, line out, rolling mall, try type of stuff is uh, is is what they do best. But uh, they are pretty good on 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 the breakout there. You know, there was some uh, mm. some nice work from uh, from from their back three at uh, Wallara on the weekend too. So uh, yeah, listen, they're. Uh, they're nicely placed in in, in, in that group at the, at the top end. Yeah, they're winning big games, so uh, certainly uh, growing every week. Eastwood uh, returned to the winner's circle with a win over the uh, Pirates. Uh, West Harbour Pirates 12, Eastwood 28 at Milner. Um, it was all uh, Woody's most of this match. They led 28-0 into the final 10 minutes, so maybe took their foot off the gas Um Towards the latter stages, maybe made, made a few changes. Uh, James Whalen, the loose head prop for Eastwood's really impressing me, Swanee. He loves his stuff in the loose. Mate, oh, the the little break that he made and, and he's just throwing the deftest little dummy you've ever Loved seen. It. it was yep. just it was finesse that you don't see from a loose head prop ever. No. Uh, he is just ghosted his way through that gap and then thrown a perfect ball out to Fabian Goodall, who is an absolute beast, and you just can't stop him. Um. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. It was it was nice to watch, wasn't it? That was a genuine highlight from the weekend. I reckon if, uh, yeah. the, the big loose head props sliding through a gap. Yeah. It uh, it did the rounds on social media too, boys. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, yeah, there was. Uh, you know, that's the sort of stuff props do at training. But to have the audacity to do it in a shoot shield game up there at uh, at Milner, and they also the cutout pass. Went across one of the uh, one of the other backline players straight to Fabian Goodall and bang mm. right on his chest, superb. Yeah, they just uh, clicked away. Um, the usual suspects, Bell, sort of uh, steering the ship pretty well. Um, Woody's, I guess, uh, after the loss of the Marlins, back in the winner's circle, they're back to the top of the comp. So certainly uh, well in the mix. And um, I guess the Pirates, you know, it was always going to be a tough game for them, but. Uh, as you say, there's a bit of optimism around their new development. Hopefully they can start chalking up some wins uh, this season, Cashier, because they're one of the sides that are out of the eight. Um, but, uh, well, you know, if they can rack a couple of wins together soon, they, they might be half a chance. Yeah, Scrum looked very solid. Sonny Sadawala was uh, was quite good, as was Cam Beef. And, and Carlo Tizano, I thought, uh, mm. I thought had a good game along with Chris Ebeling and Justin Marshes and and Cody Hawkins at the back was uh, was pretty handy throughout so but uh, very much outgunned as you said in the last in the first 70 minutes and uh, that's when they uh, scored their 12 points yep um, I head out to rat park for Pacifica day um, I heard it was a fantastic day I got some feedback from some rat supporters who just said uh, you know there's a lot of history between the two clubs uh, play, playing for the Noddy Sawtell Cup but um, um, also, some fantastic scenes after the match. Really respectful. Uh, lots of singing, dancing, and and being merry, uh, which is what club footy is all about. On the field, um, really good game. Uh, both sides using the ball really well. Um, the two blues are a real handful. Um, Funa at the back. Uh, he's really got spiders on him, making plenty of meters. But Rats uh, always had the answers. Uh, you know, Rory O'Connor up front. Um, Connor Hickey and the midfield just seems to make a break every game. And Ben Woollett, uh, 
starting to be one of the form players in the competitions in the absence of Ben Marswaney. Yeah, it was um, you know, it was interesting how they they did a bit of shifting around in the in their back line, Bloor starting at ten and then Hickey moving to fullback and Woolett into the centres. Yep. And uh yeah, Tyson Davis and Ben Woolett, they they really uh, they connect well together in that in the centres, don't they? And mm-hmm. we saw that, um, and they took the lead right on on half time, um, you know. But it was yeah, it was just a great day out at Rat Park. But we looked at it on on the telly anyway. You know, we saw some razzle dazzle at times from the two blues, and then we saw them tighten it up and use some of those monster forwards that they've got um, to to good effect. Uh, and, you know, they, they raised a heap of money for Tongan Relief as well. So, um, yeah, great day at the great day up there at, at Rat Park and, you know, the two Blues, their streak is, has ended. But, um, you know, yeah. they, they're certainly uh, – they, they weren't wiped, that's for sure. It was a real tight one. Good efforts there, boys, from the, some of those two Blues forwards. As you mentioned, JP Sounding I thought was uh, very solid. Rokasuka was uh, was very good, and uh, Tavita Ferno, he's uh, he's going to be an absolute uh, you know uh, revelation in, in in coming weeks. He just seems to get better every time he has a has, has a game of rugby. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a great effort, and uh, I liked the work at, uh, of Tommy Curtis there, uh, their, their number ten. Thought he had a very strong game. Yeah, Curtis has been excellent since he's come into the two blues, and you're right. I mean, look. For the two Blues to score 29 points, ring of 36, you know, you'd, you'd normally raise an eyebrow at that, but not this year. Like we're saying, there's just no easy games in the competition. So it's fantastic to see um, how far they've come. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how they continue to, to get on the spot. little blip on the weekend. Uh, fantastic uh, derby match, Casho. I want you to talk me through all the action at Chatswood Oval. Uh, all I could see, Gordon were out to a big lead when I was checking Few Sport, and then when I went to check the final score, Norse had come home. What's happened? Well, yeah, an interesting probably first 20 or 30 minutes. Gordon uh, jumped out to uh, a 21-point lead, and then uh, uh, with probably two or three minutes left uh, before half time, uh, Brad Hamopo, who uh, who came into the side late in the week. Uh, he's just back from Japan, mm-hmm. uh, scored a, a charge down try off a, uh, a, um, a, a restart. Um, and uh, from there, Norse were uh, very much uh, on, on, on fire. Omopo scored. And then there was uh, the, uh, the, the prop, uh, Renawai also scored. So uh, they, they went from being 21-0 to 21-12. Uh, at, at the break, and then just uh, and then just started to uh, work a bit of magic. Big game though for uh, Angus Sinclair, his hundredth first grade game. Every every game that he's played for Norse has been in first grade, and he was he was very much at the heart of uh, what what went on there for uh, for Northern Suburbs. Some some good efforts uh, around him though. Uh, Nick Duffy uh, played uh, played well. Uh, uh, Harry Bury was uh, was good in the centres, but Probably the, the standout person, uh, in my view, was James Margan, the hooker, who, who had a great all-round game. And you could throw uh, the, uh, the, the, the centre, Nathan Russell, who scored two tries in, 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 into that bag as well. It was, a, it was a very good effort from Norse and it was uh, celebrated with much relish at the end there because it was a, uh, 
a day where Norse beat Gordon in all four grades, and that hasn't happened for some time. Mm, not over the last few years with Gordon being so strong. So strong, And a uh, big shout-out to Angus Sinclair, who's a fantastic footballer, a great ambassador for the comp, and a fantastic player. He's just got a real knack for the game. I saw comments after the match from Zach Beer uh, sort of saying he's going to make a great coach, and he looks like a bit of a coach on the football field. So uh, congratulations to Angus, and hopefully for another 100 more. They'll be like you, Swanee. You play every game for Brothers in first grade, haven't you, mate? <laughs> mate, I reckon I've played every grade down at Brothers, I think. Um, but, yeah, what a, what a servant he's been, hasn't he, over the last few years. He's, uh, we spoke to uh, Nick Duffy and uh, Harry Bury on Clubland. On Clubland, yes. Yeah, and the guys were great, actually. They were, they were really entertaining, so... Make sure you have a watch of that plug, cha-ching. Um, but uh, those they they were saying that um, you know everything that they've achieved over the last few years, it's going to have Angus Sinclair's fingerprints on it for a long time, and and you know not a truer word has been spoken. So uh, you know it was it was um, great to see them. The only other thing I found out, guys, was that the Baxter Mortlock Cup. Well, is it the Sterling Mortlock Al Baxter Cup that they play for? It only holds like two beers. Is that that is that is that? That's bloody typical of blokes up that way, Casho. Well, we've got to drive home. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. But I think they they might have had two beers in it at a time and then just passed it around for for hours on end. So there you Mm. have it. It was probably celebrated long and hard. I would have thought that one. And they, they yeah. broke the three-game streak as well. I, I was lucky enough to be invited into the sheds uh, after the game. For uh, Angus was uh, presented with his uh, with his honour cap from the uh, from the uh, the Legends Club at uh, at, at Norse, and uh, some very emotional uh, speeches there, particularly from Angus uh, thanking uh, you know his family, his teammates, um, uh, his young family who who, who he said uh, allow me to do this. Uh, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Saturday. So, uh, listen, he knows where he spreads buttered, so that's uh, that, that's great. So a few tears and, uh, yeah, we, we, we saluted uh, what's been a, a very successful period at North and uh, Angus has been at the, at the heart of it. Mm. And just a quick word on Gordon there, Cash. Obviously, they'll be disappointed. I saw our former Marlin running out there, Harry Emery, uh, playing uh, for Gordon. So they've obviously picked up a halfback. They have had some um, changes in the halves in the last couple of years. But, uh, look, they've seemed to go wrestle back a few few of their big-name players in the pack. So they'll be pretty keen to start getting some Ws, mate, because they've had a bit of a tough run in the last four to five five rounds. Yeah, yeah, they have. They, listen, there was, there was absolutely nothing wrong with uh, with the way they played. They uh, they uh, they kept things in tight. They, uh, they pushed things down into the corner early and uh, put the pressure on Norse from there, made them play out of, uh, you know, from uh, from long range. And that uh, that seemed to work for the first 37 minutes. And then, uh, so like after that, uh, uh, Norse managed to uh, to get their way back into the arm wrestle. But uh, I thought Will Brennan played, the, the hooker played very well, mm-hmm. as did Fuavo. Uh, and also the, the half and the 5'8", Vandervelde and also McIntosh, I thought, had... Very strong games, as did Polar as well. And Reese McDonald's uh, always, uh, always a bit of a threat when uh, when there is a bit of room. Yeah, it seems like given they've got a few players back in the pack, the scrum's pretty solid. We always talk pretty favourably about the backs. It's maybe 
just a little bit of that control in the halves that's been missing, and it's probably that consistency that Billy Morrows is really craving um, to hopefully turn some of these results around. So we'll watch uh, how Gordon get on the next few weeks. They've got the Marlins this week down at the Village Green, so I'll get a close eye on them there. Um, down to foreshore, South will be disappointed in going down at home to Ramwick. South 19, Ramwick 26, but it's a big win for the Wicks, Swaney. Oh, yeah. that They, they have now just uh, we, won their way into the top eight, which is good. So they're sitting mm. in eighth spot. But, um, you know, Chris Yasman, once again, is this is this guy's on fire. Like, he just can't stop scoring tries at the moment. Um, is he top? Because our boy Kagiasis was still top last week. Yeah, and Yasmin's Notably, didn't score a try in this game. I was I was looking at that, so mm. um, I don't know the real answer to that, but I reckon he'd be pretty close. He'd be, he'd he be just, top now, I reckon. He, he's uh, he's just crossing with ease at the moment, but he's he's got not only has he got um, you know good skills and what what have you, but he and he pops up at the right place at the right time. But he's just got genuine gas. Yeah, uh, he's fast, and right. you know that's there's just you know it's the age old cliche. There is no substitute for speed, and he's got nope. it in spades at the moment. Mm. Oh well, uh, it's a, it's a big win for Wicks. But as I say, uh, Cash South to be a little bit uh, a little bit disheartened where they're sitting at the moment. It hasn't been a you know particularly brilliant season. They showed some form there a few weeks ago against East, but it's uh, mostly been very inconsistent, hasn't it? Most of the damage to South was done after uh, Will Nagatai got that uh, that yellow card. I think yeah, a bit after the 60th minute. So that's that's when uh, Ramwick got uh, uh, got their noses in front, and uh, South I think copped an absolutely dreadful bounce of the ball. You know, you know the, the, the way that uh, the old rugby ball can bounce. I'm and, just uh, watching the Aspen's try. It was a shocking yeah, bounce of the ball. Uh, his, uh, his second try, and it. Uh, it uh, you know, like you 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 put your your head in your hands and you uh, you know sob softly about uh, the way things go, but uh, mm. yeah, that's uh, that's that's the that's the way things went. Twenty six nineteen. They've uh, South have got a, a lot of catching up to do. But listen, if you just look down through their list, there's uh, there's plenty of class there. And uh, mm. as you were saying, Swaney Kajiasis, uh Continues to impress out, out, out there on, on the wing. Blaze Barnes is good. Uh, Nagatai, despite being yellow carded at that point in time, scored two tries throughout the afternoon. So uh, all in all, it was uh, it was a, a, a good day at home for South. Unfortunately, they uh, they, they just couldn't get the chockies. Final game of the round in a game I watched intently from my lounge room. Uh, excuse me to the neighbours. Um, but uh, Hunter has defeated the top of the table, Marlins, 25-21. Uh, very interesting game. Uh, Manly sort of had good running early, sort of was sort of had that sort of eight-point buffer, but uh, Hunter really found a way back in the match uh, up the middle, I have to say. I think Manly's issues at scrum time really were laid to bear, and um, Hunter got some ascendancy there and played it well. I think Manly probably went away from some... Um, of the kicking game that have been working quite well for them. I think they'll be a little bit disappointed um, not getting this one done. But full credit to Hunter, who I thought were full value for the game. I have to say the game really never had much flow. I, I think the both coaches, um, Scott Coleman and Phil Blake, can look for a few please explains from the referee because there were some 
very bemusing calls, just calls going against a run of play, and it was just an absolute lottery. It was hard to work out, but um, look, I don't think any Manly fan or player would begrudge Hunter for their win. They were better on the day. Um, and a big win uh, for the wildfires and showing, like many other teams in this competition, they are not here to make up the numbers, Swaney. No, that's exactly right. They're, again, they're, they're a team that's you know playing with such uh, freedom and and uh, they just know their identity, don't they? They're sitting in six at the moment, mm. um, Hunter, which is, you know, that's just brilliant to see. I don't know. The end of that game was just madness, right? Like I'm not going to comment. Oh, mate, the the, the, <laughs> kick, mean, the kick that doesn't go out dead, so they can can counter attack the break up field, and then they swing it back to the right where they've got numbers to burn. You'll you'll like if he just reaches out and puts it down. I reckon he scores, I right? Think poor Yule, who scored four tries in second grade. Yeah. Um, might be lacking a little confidence in his ankle there to sort of full extend. But, yeah, uh, yeah look, it's the play after that that kills me because it, it is a penalty try all day of the week. He's the only defender and there's eight Manly blokes waiting to score it. I'm pretty anyway. sure you hear Tom Kulikin as well <laughs> saying, oh, penalty mate. try every day, penalty it's try. A, it has to be. It's <laughs> the only defender there. There's eight guys waiting to score it. He runs through the middle. Kicks it away, it's penalty only. And we go, what? Oh. Anyway, look, as you say, uh, the game should have been over earlier and Hunter probably put that ball dead. So I don't think Manly could complain too much. But, yeah, it was uh, it was a bizarre ending. I got a message from my brother, Harry, who's resting up a torn hamstring and he just messaged me and goes, oh, my God, yeah. what was that? But, uh, yeah, it was just um, one of those days um, – that sort of was really unpredictable. But, yeah, like I say, Hunter fully deserve um, their uh, the points and just really impressed with how their forwards go. They're really hard to handle, Casho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's uh, there's some big boys there and they're, they're finally uh, – I think Swaney used the uh, the adjective – that uh, that they've found their, their their identity, and I think that's uh, that's that's very much what uh, what uh, Barbara Coleman's uh, been looking for because they're uh, you know they've, uh, they've they've been a collection of strangers playing from time to time, particularly mm. last year uh, at, at, at different times. So uh, it's it's good to see that they're uh, they're all working to the uh, to the same purpose. But uh, and Virgil, you, you you'd have to agree with me when I say that uh, that manly side. Is so much better when you've got the likes of Lang Gleeson in your in your back row, and also mm. Mac, Maxie Douglas. You know, they're uh, oh, absolutely. You know, there's, there's a line out target there for you, and a and a, and a pretty uh, handy ball carrier. Oh and, uh, yeah, I mean Max right Max out. and Langy have been have been a big part of Manly's early season success. You'd have to say, and you know, it's been uh, great to have them both uh, in the side. We've sort of learned to maybe live without Lange, and he's got to start for the Waratahs this weekend, and I think that's well-deserved. Um, Max, I didn't see his name, so he may be back on deck and he'll be needed. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 sort of the reason why maybe some of the stronger sides when you've got those guys available. But um, they were missed on the weekend, and um, Manly will you – know, they just look uh, – I think, you know, I said last week they have been riding their luck despite – you know, having to, you know, give them the full respect they deserve. They've been in everything. They're, they're going really well. But, you know, the games against Eastwood and Rats could have gone either way pretty quickly. So mm. uh, maybe their luck was up on the weekend. And 
as you know, um, you learn a lot more from a loss than, than you do from winning all the time. So maybe they can make a few adjustments and look to bounce back this weekend. And um, we'll leave it there. We hey, just quickly, bit- just quickly before you move on, Burge, uh, just a shout out to your brother as well who's hung up the boots. Yeah, uh, thanks, mate. Yeah, he uh, he was such a great player to watch over the years, and particularly you know in the time that we were broadcasting on Channel Seven and. And now on Stan Sport as well, but he's uh, he's been great to deal with over the years. A great servant for the club, and uh, yeah, big three cheers to him, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. I'll pass that on. I don't think he's a regular shootcast listener, <laughs> but um, yeah, can, no, he can listen to your work all day, Butch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly. Why would he want to go home and listen to me again? So um, yeah, no, I think uh, he got a pretty significant injury playing third grade against uh, Ringer a few weeks ago, and. I think when you start to get those injuries into your sort of early thirties, it's maybe time to hang it up. He's a bit, he's a bit shitty because he's racing the clock now to get to Spain for Tom Chester's wedding. The former Marlins winger, the oh, Pom, yeah. is getting married to his lass over there, and uh, uh, a lot of Marlins boys are heading over there in uh, in in July. So I think he's just making sure he's right for that. So <laughs> footy's uh, footy's now now over. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass it on, Swaney. Thank you. And um, we'll just look at a quick, quick chat about the ladder. Uh, Woodies and Marlins are on top, equal 26 points. Uh, straight back to university, what point behind um, Northern Suburbs, a point behind them, 24. So top four, uh, only spread over two points. There's nothing in that. Uh, a little bit further back, Ringer and Hunter with uh, Gordon and Ramick rounding out the eight. And the two Blues, East, South and West Harbour, fighting hard um, to keep in touch. So... I think a lot of us, got, we can really hope that the two Blues can squeeze in there this year. But, you know, there's going to be challenges from East, South, West Harbour and Roundwick Casher. It's going to be anyone's nice. It's still too early to predict a trend, isn't there? Yeah, particularly East, I think. Uh, you know, they're yeah. obviously going to uh, they're going to have a couple of Waratahs sort of filter back uh, over yeah. the next month or so. So uh, I can imagine that they're going to uh, come together a wee bit more and you've... Uh, you know, you've got the, the likes of uh, Jack Bowen and uh, we, we spoke with Teddy Wilson earlier and a couple of the other up-and-comers uh, in that group. So uh, they're, they're going to be a, a team on the move. And obviously, uh, I think Ramwick and Gordon are going to be uh, on, a, on an upper trajectory too. So, uh, you know, this, uh, this t- tight, close competition is going to continue well into the 18th round, I'd say. Mm, I guess it's like, I don't know, I'm going to whinge about the top eight again. I can't do it every week. But it's like, you know, uh, you just get in there and see what happens. And I I don't know. I just wish there's a bit more impetus now to, to keep touch, I guess. But can't do anything about it. This week, uh, uh, the Woodies are taking on the Two Blues at Milner. Uh, that'll be a good test for the Two Blues. Uh, Ramick taking on Ringer. Ringer have had a bit of success down at Coogee, and they'll be hoping that continues on the weekend. Um, Uni taking on Southern Districts. Northern Suburbs taking on West Harbour. Hunter have East at home, so Hunter will be looking to claim another big scalp there, I think. And Manly have got Gordon. Cash out, you're going to get out and about and watch some footy, mate? Maybe come down to the uh, Village Green, Manly Gordon, mate? Yeah, I'm, um, I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm having lunch with some uh, some schoolmates at the Greens, which is opposite North Sydney Oval. Okay. And obviously at uh, 3.05, we're going to... Walk across and, uh, and and take in a bit of uh, a bit of rugby at uh, at North Sydney Oval. Well, it's getting cold, mate. You'll have your scarf out at this this time of the year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> S- 
Swaney, uh, mate, commitments for Super Rugby this weekend. Uh, where are the Golden Tonsils? I'll be at Suncorp Stadium on Friday night when the Reds take on Moana Pacifica. Okay. And then the only other game in Australia on Saturday night is the Brumbies and Blues. So I'll be watching that one from home. But I think I'm going to head out and watch uh, to, to give it a bit of a Queensland Premier Rugby uh, a plug. I'm going to watch UQ play Brothers, which is a big clash every year. Um, at uni, and uh, I'll, I'll probably take the young ones along to that and end up spending that time wrangling children. But um, mm. should be a good weekend to watch, to settle in and watch a lot of rugby. Good roundup. Plenty of rugby to get out amongst it. Make sure you catch some shoot shield action or some Queensland Premier Rugby, then head out to the Super Rugby. Mark Cashman, Andrew Swain, thank you for joining me, gentlemen, and uh, enjoy your footy. Cheers, mate. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks, guys.